Hello and welcome to the PopBreak.com's official Oscars podcast, hosted by Marissa Carpico and Matt Taylor. Taylor, podcaster here at thepopbreak.com. I'm here as always with the film editor of thepopbreak.com, Marissa Carpico. Say hi, Marissa. Hello. And um, you listeners are mere days away from the Oscars. We are back in February still where they just announced the fan favorite nominees and we are unhinged, which is the perfect time to record our breakdown of the best actor and supporting actor race. This is just after the SAGs. Um, so we're coming in with some fresh takes about uh, where the acting races stand based on last night's wins. So um, we'll start with supporting actor. Uh, the nominees are Siren Hines from Belfast, Troy Kotzer from Coda, uh, Jesse Plemons from The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons from Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Um, Marissa, we'll just, we're just going to go alphabetically here. Marissa, what do you think about Siren Hines and Belfast? Um, you know, sure. Um, <clears throat> I, I think by this point, uh, y'all have heard that I am quite quite um, confused about the appeal of Belfast. If you still haven't read my review by this point, you know, what are you waiting for, I guess? Um, but yeah, I, I think the whole film's a little cloying. I think Siren Hines is, is like maybe... Uh, for me, the most solid thing in it, I would say, other than like how attractive Jamie Dornan is, let's maybe that would be the only other thing. But you know, as a piece of acting, I think Kieran Heads is, is good. Uh, it's it's a it's a good performance. Not what I I don't think it's one I would have nominated. Um, but then again, I wouldn't have I would have dismissed the film completely. So what do I know? Yeah, I I feel very similarly. Like he's fine here. I think Jamie Dornan's. A little bit better and that might just be because i think kenneth Branagh is really channeling mm. his like sexual energy basically and like jamie he Dornan, looks beautiful he looks beautiful he's like very very charming and the whole movie like re- requires you to buy into the somewhat odd relationship between him and um his wife and he sells it because i'm like yeah i put up with a lot <laughs> for this man and um um uh, but yeah it's good uh, it's a good performance it, like you know, similar to the other performance we'll have to talk about from this film, I think they're like very good classical supporting actor performance, <laughs> supporting performances from um, you know a best picture frontrunner essentially, and uh, not who I'd think about, but also it's his first ever nomination, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> like yeah. like good for him. I'm happy he got nominated. He's a you know beloved character actor, and I'm, and I love when beloved character actors get nominated and honestly mo- many of these nominations this year are beloved character actors which is fun um yeah but that's all the time we really need to talk about Belfast. <laughs> um let's move on to last night's sag winner um troy kotzer for coda um he uh would be the second deaf actor to win an oscar if he if he was to win uh, obviously following uh, Marley Maitland, who is also in the film with him. And um, 
this was a bit of a surprise for the Sagwin. I know many people, at least like on Gold Derby, were predicting uh, Cody Smith McPhee would win. And I think it's fascinating both because um, it indicates, I think, that Coda is a bit more of a front runner than I think yeah. many people would have predicted, especially since, spoiler alert, it also took home the SAG Ensemble Award, like the top prize at the SAG, so to speak. But um, I think his win is a very, very solid one. It wouldn't be my pick of these five or even of the best like performance in the film. But like, uh, I think he really stands out here. He, he sells all the dramatic moments in the film. He like, I think what the, one of those movies strong suits is it just makes all the characters so memorable and like, there's a certain broadness to it. Like, it almost feels sitcom-y at times to a fault, but, like, there's, like, a real heart behind the broadness, which is what I think makes the movie work and what has grabbed so many people um, and made them all fall in love with it. So uh, I think his win makes sense. I certainly would not... Uh, it, it would be a very solid win. It would not be... You know, there, there have been many worse wins uh, for acting in the previous 10 years, even if uh, he would not be my first choice of this category. So, you know, I feel pretty good about it. How do you, how do you feel? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, supporting actors, not even just in the last couple of years, but in like our history of Oscars podcast, the most cursed uh, mm -hmm. possible, <laughs> you know, category for us. And, and I think you're right. He, he would be a good win. It's a really solid performance. I think you're totally right about there being some moments that are a little sitcom-y. I think that's a problem with the whole film really. And we will yeah. talk about that eventually in a couple episodes, realistically. Um, but yeah, it's a surprise win, but honestly, one I was like pleased with last, uh, last night for us, um, with the SAGs. Cause I, I think of this group, it might be the, the most, I don't know. I think it's, he's got the most to do realistically. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the most effective, I would say of, of the group. Um, <clears throat> it's a solid performance, you know? Um, and that, that cast is charming as hell, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. Those SAG wins helped a lot, I th and I think are gonna help a lot. And yeah, clearly it's a, it's well liked and and for good reason. It's it's a charming performance. It's a likable performance. And there's some really good, um, emotional moments. I mean, people talk about that scene with the truck and the sort of, um, like hand on the chest thing, mm -hmm. which is you know a, a great scene, largely done in, um, like nothing that's being said by sign language or in in speech in that scene is is necessarily central to the emotions of that scene even so like there's just like pure acting going on in that that scene you know what i mean yeah um, it's a wonderful bit yeah so i i mean that's a that's an oscar real moment and it's maybe the best one of the group realistically yeah, it's, I mean, you know, my, my love of Oscar clips is well documented on this podcast. And it's like, I like to kind of go through and like think of what scenes each actor's Oscar clip will be. And I was like, oh, <laughs> his will be that scene. It's the easiest thing, honestly, of the bunch of like, even to the other categories where it's just like, yeah, this has to be it. It's a great moment. I certainly would love to see him take home the prize. Um Let's skip. Actually, we're not going to go to Alphabet of Florida. I'm changing my mind on the fly um, because we'll save the power of the dog boys for last. Um, let's talk about J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos. Um, uh, you, you can start, Marissa, because I don't have that many thoughts on this before. But 
I mean, I think it's a fine performance. I liked it while I was watching it, but I do think it's um, I don't know. I think at this point in J.K. Simmons' career, you hire J.K. Simmons to play J.K. Simmons. Like, it's been a long time, I guess, since I watched, you know, I Love Lucy, you know, all the time after school or whatever. But it felt close enough in idea to like who Fred Mertz is on the screen or whatever. Um, do I know if he's any at all accurate to the real person? No, I don't. Did it feel like J.K. Simmons doing a performance the whole time? Yeah. Is that a problem? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like his thing. Like, I, I like to hang out with him as an actor and a, and a viewer. Like, I'm not mad at it. I just, I think it speaks to the, perhaps the weakness of the year that he is included, honestly. Yeah, I think it's fascinating he ended up here because I remember seeing him on a lot of predictions. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, not him. Like, it's like no offense <laughs> to him, but it just, it's the sort of thing, it feels like he could do it in his sleep. And yes. like, I'm sort of, I mean, he probably, like, he can. Like, it just, we, we know his ability at this point. And I'm kind of stuck between being like, why, why is he in this five? But also being like, J.K. Simmons deserves more than one Oscar nomination in his career. So, like, I'm I'm fine with this. Like you know, his win for Whiplash, which I was I was, we'll eventually get to 2014, I guess, on the retrospective podcast at some point. But like, no, probably not for a couple of years. But um, yeah. I was like very much team Whiplash back in 2014, and I really liked his performance in that. And it was like such a great narrative moment for his career. But like, realistically, he should have so many more nominations in his. Yeah. I mean, even just for Juno alone is the first thing that comes to mind. But like. He's such an incredible character actor where I'm like, good for him, but also like, this feels lazy from from like for, from a voter standpoint. So yeah. Um, but at the same point, I I feel pretty safe in him not getting the award. Like for like, I think he, this feels like a filler nomination through and through, and it's like mm-hmm. there are worse people. This could have gone to. So I, I'm that sounds much more shady than I mean it, but I'm genuinely I'm like. I was gonna say name them. <laughs> Yeah. We're changing. We're changing the end of the the category. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm happy for J.K. Simmons. That's that's my main take. But being the Ricardos is a movie where I'm just like, I'm happy for all involved. That's that's the most I, the most positive thing I'll say about being the Ricardos. <laughs> Big beautiful gowns energy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the power of the dog boys. Um, Cody Smith McPhee, who going into the season was sort of a front runner from in a lot of mm. circles. Um uh and then um Jesse Clements, who was like a a really uh in my case, welcome surprise on Oscar nomination morning. And also uh with him and Kirsten Dunst uh being nominated is one of the two examples of a real life couple <laughs> being nominated um in the same Oscar year. And in this case you're playing an actual couple. Um I I will say, I mean like I if you've listened, at this point, you probably would have listened to listeners to uh, many episodes at this point, uh, like where we talked about the power of the dog because it got twelve nominations in total, and um, and you know the dynamic between Marissa and I for this season has been uh, established as like I'm the power of the dog stand, and Marissa's somewhat muted on it. But like, uh, so I, it's not a surprise. I will say um, I lo- I love both these performances. Cody Smith McPhee, I think, would be my like winner period across my like you know my own bracket but um i think he's just doing really fantastic interesting 
weird work and it like certain choices he makes just like really stick with me as like having watched the film twice now um and then jesse plum doesn't make my five personally but i think there's like a real uh interesting like almost warm energy to his performance in it and i think his scenes with kirsten dunst are genuinely like very sweet and everything like there's i at least on certain corners of film twitter like the more pretentious corner of them like they a lot of people share the scene of the two of them dancing and um shortly after getting married and everything as like a weird romantic gif and it's it's i I think it's a good performance and also just as you know we're talking about character actors uh i have liked jesse clemens a lot across different tv shows um and supporting work in film for quite a while and i think this is a cool just like level up for him essentially as like i'm i'm interested in seeing what he does next and um it's nice that like you know when i I, when i first saw him uh which would have been breaking bad in like Mm. i was in i was in college when i um when breaking bad was on so you know almost 10 years ago he seemed like the type of person who like when if he ever broke out from tv would go and be like one of the many generic leading men of that era, like, you know, the, uh, I can't even, like, Taylor Kitsch or whatever, but, um... Oh, God. But, yeah, and I like that now his career has gone in such a direction where he's become sort of a weird character actor dude, and um, I, I'm interested in seeing what this Oscar gets him in terms of, you know, options. So I'm, I'm very excited to see where that goes. What, what do you think, Marissa, of these two performances? You know, he he and uh, Taylor Kitsch were both in Battleship with Triana. Um, oh, yeah, wow. you know, I think you're... <laughs> I, just, I never <laughs> saw Battleship, to be honest. Now, now I'm like, should I? But... <laughs> no, absolutely not. Rihanna's the best thing in it. Um, <laughs> obviously, I saw it. Like, y'all do know who I am. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, people know by this point that I'm cool on this movie. And, like, Plemons, for me, also honestly wouldn't have been a... a a pick because I don't, I don't think there's enough screen time, honestly. Um, and maybe not enough big moments to justify it. I mean, if there were some big scene, maybe, maybe I would be convinced, but, um, which isn't to say that I don't think he's like totally charming and likable. And I agree, like clearly people like him and this will probably level up his career and like, you know what? Great. I don't care. This, this category means nothing to me anyway. So <laughs> if, if it can help Jesse Clemens' career, then wonderful. I, I, and I, like, yeah, it, Smith McBee would probably be, I mean, you could almost call him the lead of that movie. There's almost two co-leads of that movie realistically, but yeah. Um, I think he's, he's solid in it. Um, again, I think, I think the film is overall too quiet and like um, s- subtle maybe to, uh, win but it's cool that they got the, these there are nominations here do you know what i'm saying like because mm-hmm. these are these are the two quieter performance of the men in the film so it, it's like they would never win for for in the academy and i think um and they're not i don't think i would choose them in this group frankly but uh yeah they're, they're both solid i mean like i don't begrudge any of the actors in it i just don't like the movie <laughs> yeah, i mean that's... that's not true i don't really like what's his face uh, Doctor Strange. I don't know his real name. Yeah. <laughs> I do know it. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to talk about him in a few minutes. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> I know we will. <laughs> um, 
right. Should we? So, are you predicting a Troy Katzer win or? Uh... Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And he'd be my choice, honestly. Yeah, I feel pretty strongly that Troy Katzer will end up taking it home. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I the I missed the SAGs and the clips online cut out the Oscar clip portion of it. Or the 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 film clip portion. The pronunciation, of yeah. Yeah, so I'm I I I'm going in. Going in, not quite knowing what um, how some of these names are pronounced. We're gonna make it work, y'all. And um, uh, but yeah, I think him winning just makes sense to me. I think we'll we'll see how the other guilds go. But I'm wondering if the power of the dogs' enthusiasm lies elsewhere beyond the performances. So we're gonna we'll see. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I actually have quite a few performances that I think should have made. The cut, and I think we'll have a handful in common here. So, um, do you want to start, Marissa, with any anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I only have one. I'm putting all my weight behind it. It's Ben oh. Affleck in the Last Duel. Hell I mean, yeah, <laughs> Ben's my boy. If you've listened to anything, if you've heard me speak <laughs> in person <laughs> or on a podcast, realistically, in the last in my entire lifetime, I'm a Ben Affleck stan. And and it's a hard road. It is a hard road to be a Ben Affleck stand because he is a disappointment constantly. But sometimes he does things that are good. And him being in that movie, he is so good in it, so weird. And it just it just feels like we're in one of his brief imperial phases. And they always end. So it would have been nice for him <laughs> to get a nomination before things go to shit and he ruins it with Jennifer Lopez. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I, I do believe in him to, to just fuck things up as he always does. Um, but I'll be so sad. Know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be so upset. I don't want to wish this into the universe. If they break up. I, I don't want it, but you know what? <laughs> 20, 20 to 25 years or whatever of, of Ben Affleck um, fandom has taught me not to trust. And, and I, I won't, I won't trust until, you know, until they're like, I don't know like married for 20 years or something. Um, but anyway, he's fabulous in that film. It's a, it's just like a, a completely unhinged performance that I think was the most memorable supporting performance of, by a male of the year. So, and that crazy blonde wig, it's just so much fun. I don't know. It's like he, 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 he helped write that script and clearly said, I'm going to make this weird character that I, this kind of character he used to play like early on, you know, mm-hmm. like he played in Shakespeare in Love and and even to a degree like Goodwill Hunting. That's the kind of character he's playing. It's just like, you know, lo- like um, irascible himbo type. And that's his energy. And he should lean into that. And I don't know. We should have rewarded him for doing playing to his strengths, let's say. He's so good in that movie. Um, you know. The the energy he brings to it as like like you know not even attempting an accent like nope. just truly doing <laughs> like playing the king as like or whatever his title is as like a frat boy essentially yep. like like mm-hmm. the worst frat boy you ever met it's like hell yeah like this this is it's such a fun pick it's such like an interesting decision and he's so good and I completely agree like it's a shame he didn't get attention for this I think he's he's in a movie that is not particularly, it's a movie that's great but not particularly fun. He's such a blast in it, and yeah. I every time he's on screen is wonderful. And um, the the mo- the movie would be unrelentingly grim if if it weren't for that performance, really. Exactly. Um, I have a few more that I'll jump through. Um, actually, quite like quite a few picks here. Um, 
one that you haven't gotten to see this film yet, even though you would have, we were going to, we're recording out of order, so you will eventually see this, <laughs> and they would have heard this episode before, but um, Andrew Danielson Lee from um, The Worst Person in the World, he plays uh, one of her two love interests in the film, and um, there's been, there was a really lovely New York Times profile on him, because he's also a doctor, <laughs> in addition to being an actor, and like, it's like, it was like a fascinating article, and it made me just like, you know, it was campaigning that worked on me because it made mm. me think a lot about his performance in the film and how, like, you know, just as much as the lead actress in that film, who's phenomenal, is key to it working, his performance in it, uh, especially in the direction the third um, act takes, is so, you know, heartfelt and authentic in the way that, that makes that movie so special. And I think it's a really fun, uh, it would have been really nice to have seen him get nominated for the for the film in a movie that they clearly took to since it showed up elsewhere beyond international film and then um some other ones that i want to shout out that we from movies that we both like um coleman domingo from zola i think he's so Mm. wonderful there's one moment in the film where he like switches from being like the sort of comedic character he was for the whole time uh, up until that point to being someone like antagonistic and it's such a great little like um, choice he makes not little because it's a very big broad movie but like uh, you know he he just he changes his voice in a very interesting way that just makes the film totally change tone and uh, his performance is really key and he's just a phenomenal actor in general a character actor who I'm sure will eventually get a moment at the Oscars and it'll be a very nice win when he gets there, but like also will be one of those wins where you're like, there's a whole decade of great movies that he was so, so good in. And, um, there, that lastly, uh, I will, I wish I will shout out before I get to my big one. Um, Bradley Cooper is really good on licorice pizza. Uh, I think, um, John Barenthal is really fun in King Richard. And also just like hot as ever must be said. Um, mm. And uh, Al Pacino, I think, is incredibly fun in House of Gucci, like on the same level that Gaga is. Like the two of them are just having a blast in in that film that should have been a little campier. But the big performance that I need to shout out that I I love so, so dearly. And it technically wasn't eligible at this year's Oscars because of the way they divided up the calendar. But I don't care. We're going by our own calendar here. Jamie Dorn in Barb and Star, Go to Visa Del Mar, is yes! yeah, one of the most charming comedic performances I've ever seen, to be honest. Like, just a way of, like, fully helping me revise my thoughts on an actor who I thought I knew. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had seen the 350 Shades films, um, and, like, he was not the reason to watch those movies. And I have seen... Um, I've definitely seen him in other things and just kind of never thought twice about him. And in Barb and Star, he is just consistently so funny and so eager to make himself look silly in a way that is so endearing that, like, my friends and I were talking recently about how movies are just totally uh, sexless these days. And someone was like, what was, like, like, the sexiest performance of, like, the 2000s even? And my first thought was, I'm like, honestly, Jamie Jordan and Barbara Starr, because there's just something so deeply attractive, I think, of how much this, like, 
leading man is willing to just look so silly in the name of this movie. And I just find him like irresistibly funny. And I like, it is one of my favorite performances in a very long time. And it never was ever going to get nominated, but I just think we should all be praising it every single day. Yeah. We're going, I mean, these people are probably not going to hear a single episode that doesn't have a Barb and star inclusion realistically like let's get real about it at this point you've probably heard us talk about barb and star every single episode (laughs) it's i mean listen if you haven't watched it yet you need to it's it's get your shit together get your shit together (laughs) i love it so much god um all right let's let's switch over to the leading actors um we're talking about javier bardem and being the ricardos benedict cumberbatch the power of the dog Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, uh, let's start with Javier Bardem, uh, a performance that, like, in sure. the same way that, yeah, much of the film <laughs> made me feel, never once did I ever think that I was not watching Javier Bardem um, in this movie. It is, he, he did not do much to disappear into the role, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not, like, a point of biofic, so to speak, but, like, uh, it just, it, again, it feels like he could do it in his sleep, but, like, unlike J.K. Simmons, who I think needs just to be respected more in general, Javier Bardem has plenty of, you know, leading man stuff that he's done and, and will continue to do, and I was like, this spot absolutely could have gone to somebody else. What, what, what do you yeah. think, Marissa? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I was a little baffled, I must say. I, I like, I think it's fine, but it's not like a good, or great performance. I really, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, does it feel like Ricky Ricardo? No, of course not. <laughs> you know, or like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't. I, again, I think it speaks to how weak the year is, um, or how little imagination the Academy has. It's so funny. Just looking at Javier Bardem's career, we've now talked about. Uh, on our retrospective podcast, two of his mm-hmm. other nominations. We've never talked about his winning role um, yet. We, we, we'll get there. <laughs> and um, how his winning role, you know, one of the more influential, legendary picks of the 2000s. But, like, his he is truly always nominated for, like, his least interesting stuff. And yes. um, this joins that pantheon of, like, what what does the Academy think he is good at? Because just think like we're not watching the same movies clearly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's you know there's one reason people are talking about being the Ricardos, and you can listen to our best actress episode <laughs> uh, to learn about that. But um, T. All right, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Marissa, you you said you have some thoughts on Doctor Strange. So what what are, what are your thoughts for this performance? I don't know. I just think he's like an overactor in everything he's ever done. And th- this too. Um, you know, uh, he's chewing through scenery and good for him for trying to, um, you know, it gives me like Jake Gyllenhaal energy. Like yeah. last five mm-hmm. years or, or 10 years realistically of Jake Gyllenhaal's films have just been him like really wanting to win an award. And I think Cumberbatch is big in everything he does, but this felt like pick me, choose me, love me kind of energy in a way that I just didn't care for. But um, I just don't think I like his style. I think he's fine in the movie for the, like, character he's playing. Um, I think 
possibly his is the least nuanced um, uh, performance in the film. Um, in a film that's like mostly about nuance. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't connect to the film uh, and I don't connect to this performance. So I'll never think of it again. As soon as this, this year ends, I'll, I'll never watch or think about The Power of the Dog again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's funny because I'm the big fan of this one, but like I do think going into this movie, like he was the talk out of uh, mm -hmm. I think Venice is where it premiered, and um, mm -hmm. everyone was like, this is you know a shoe in for an Oscar and everything. And I remember seeing some reviews comparing it to like Daniel Day Lewis and There Will Be Blood, and then I saw it and I'm like, he's the least interesting performance I think in this movie. Like because yeah. I also. I'm not a fan of his outside of um, this film, to be honest. Like, it's like, I think, you know, he is way too calculated an actor and way too, um, yeah. uh, you know. Mannered, I would think. Yes. Yeah. It's it just, it becomes grating after a while. And mm -hmm. I think it works here for the most part. Like, I think, I think he's toned down my least favorite tendencies of his as mm -hmm. an actor and i also think the script is good enough where he's able to turn in a good performance but like it is funny just like he is the least interesting thing in me and he doesn't make my five which is like shocking since the power of the makes my five basically everywhere else to eligible so it's you're, like, you're like part of the marketing team at this point at this point yeah so i'm like you know i like i think he's fine but i didn't like this performance that much and since I don't think he's going to win it, I'm almost terrified to see what he will do next. Where it's like, <laughs> if if this didn't get him an Oscar, what what comes next? Oh, oh right. Man. If the but, Jake Gyllenhaal energy is already there, how much worse is it going to get? It's going to be interesting. We're gonna, we're in for I don't know after Doctor Strange two, we're going to get something weird. But um, mm. uh, you know, we talked about the Power Dog quite a bit in this episode, so let's move ahead to um. Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, this is a performance that I was so charmed by. And just like, listen, I was a huge Rent fan in middle school. My first screen name involved Rent. Like my... Oh, um, wait, well, I, I mean, I, never mind. You don't have to out yourself on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you off mic. I'll tell you off mic. Love that. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, people, if you want to know my screen name, Venmo me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's um, I was a huge Rent fan, and then this movie brought me back to like that era where I was like, oh, like, is Rent the best thing ever made of all time? But like, <laughs> uh, like just the theater kid charms in this movie are so infectious. Where like, yeah. I can imagine a world where someone's annoyed by Andrew Garfield in this movie, but I was just instant, insanely won over, and I think he's so good. Like, honestly, he, like, might be my win. I have to do some rewatching, I think, to decide for myself, but, like, I think he's so good here. I would love to see him win if that if that happens. I don't think it's going to, but if that happens, um, I would have been, I would be thrilled for him. And it's also just, you know, I kind of thought Andrew Garfield's career was sort of, you know, not not going down at all. Like, it's like, you know, he's he was fine. But I thought, like, okay, he's not going to be a movie star. He's not going to be, like, this film leading man. But he'll be, a, like, he's going to do TV. And he's in an FX miniseries that looks 
fantastic coming out this spring. But, like, then, uh, you know, this year, between this and, honestly, No Way Home, um, I'm like, oh, no, like, we're going to get even better stuff from him, I think, in the future. So I'm thrilled for him, and I'm thrilled for us as film goers. What What do you think, Marissa? Yeah, totally agree. It's like, what a year for him, because he has realistically three very good performances um, this year. Um, the third one being the Tammy Faye performance, which, uh, you know, he's not nominated for or anything, but he's, he's solid in. Um, but yeah, this this is such a, like, a reminder of what a star he was, because I, I think you're right. There was, like, um, it did feel like the narrative after his um, Spider-Man movies, his solo Spider-Man movies, like, failed, essentially, um, was that, like, I don't know. We didn't like him as much as we thought he did. We did, right? And then yeah. he does No Way Home, and everybody's like, "Actually, we loved those movies." And I was like, Mm-mm, "I remember that y'all didn't. <laughs> I remember. I was the only one." <laughs> and, and like, um, and this movie, this that movie was such a surprise. This uh, Tick Tick Boom, not not No Way Home, um, because I didn't know he could sing. I didn't know he could like. I don't know. It, it just felt like a. He's always been sort of charismatic, but not in quite this way. And you're right. That role could be really obnoxious in uh, in the wrong hands. But never do I not root for, for his version of Jonathan Larson, even though he's clearly obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like, knowing him mm-hmm. would be so annoying. And that's what the movie's about. It's <laughs> how much his friends and, 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 like, lovers are so frustrated with him <laughs> and his <laughs> self-centeredness. And, I mean, he's making a musical about how self-centered he is, but... I don't know. He's really, really good in that film. I, I would love if he won. I really would. I, I mean, we talked about that performance ages ago when we first saw the film. We were just absolutely blown away by it. I mean, I, I think it's a great performance. He's so good. The movie's really good. I'm, I, I love him. He's just great. I, I, I want him to go do Broadway now. I'm like, I'll oh. pay anything, please. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the likely winner, I think it can be said, especially after his win last mm-hmm. night, um, Will Smith for King Richard. Um, at this point, you would have heard me say many times over the podcast uh, that I think we as a film-going community are severely underrating King Richard, and um, it's embarrassing for us all, and we should stop. Um, Marissa, what, do you, what are your thoughts on uh, Will Smith and King Richard? Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. I... I think the movie, you're right, the movie is very good. And we I'm sure we've mentioned it a million other times by this point. But the movie's very good. I do think his his performance can edge a bit on um, a little too affected. Um, like the the speech the speech patterns are a little too uh, a little maybe a little too um, like put on. Uh, or maybe not quite accurate, I suppose. Um, like he feels a little too not like a real person while everybody else in it feels like pretty real. Even Bernthal, who's like playing a goofball, realistically. Yeah. He's playing, you know, a total comic relief character. But there's something a little off about it that I didn't quite buy. Um, but like Will Smith is likable. Um, and... You know, it's, he's one of the few movie stars still left, like true movie stars, right? Um, is it his best work? Probably not, but I I wouldn't hate the win. I, I would prefer um, Garfield, but, you know, I like Will well enough. You know, I'm not going to begrudge him all of that, especially 
you know, I, I <laughs> like on some level, I'm like, do we just feel bad for all the red table stuff? <laughs> we just want to like <laughs> make it feel better. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's not a, I don't know if the, the strongest thing about the movie is that performance and he is the central performance in it. Um, but it's not a bad performance. Like, I, again, I just think the year is weak and I don't care about it, frankly, the, the actors. We never care about the actors that much to begin with. No, we don't. I, I'm a little more positive on his performance. I do think it's like he might be the most similar to Benedict. Um, he might be the more or the least interesting performance of the ensemble, weirdly enough, mm. for a movie that mm. is, you know, a Will Smith movie. Yeah. But I do think he's good and it's a testament, I think, to what he brings as a movie star of like just this really magnetic energy on on camera where like he's playing someone who i think should read as unlikable in some capacity and um i think it's a it's like a a testament to his ability where it's like you're not you don't hate his character you actually Mm -hmm. somewhat understand what his thought processes and everything like that even if you don't agree with the methods and that's like so crucial to the movie where I think you know mm-hmm. I think you need someone like Will Smith in that performance and I think he does a good job with it I think it's his I mean like unfortunately because of his career choice slightly like the most interesting thing he's done in like 10 years more maybe more like it's just yeah. like like I hope this you know if he wins here it lights like a fire under him to do interesting things again, because I just think like he got kind of lazy with his choices. And um, I miss Will Smith because Will Smith was like, you know, one of my formative movie stars between Demon and black when I was young. And then like things like, you know, um, I am legend and hitch were just like these like weird formative movies that are not even particularly good, but were like very big deals uh, yeah. for me growing up where I was just like, I'm like, you know, I want that Will Smith back and there are so few movie stars left where I'm like, let, let's get him back there. So I, you know, he's not my pick of these five, but like watching his speech last night, I was like, we need Will Smith, I think, in yeah. Hollywood. And I, I would I would support the win for that alone. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a really good point, actually, because you're right. The, the character is or the, the person he's playing is sort of he's playing as, as an eccentric, basically. And it would be easy to dislike that character again, but he, Will Smith is so naturally likable that you never feel that way about him. And that's, that is a skill and a skill that is hard to come by now because nobody is a movie star anymore. <laughs> there is no, movie no one. Stars left. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there are people I love, but realistically anybody, every actor below 30 is not a movie star at this point. I have not seen one. I guess Tom Holland's the closest, but we're going to need to see He's not range. a movie star. He's literally not. Zendaya is a movie star. Tom Holland is cute. I'm going <laughs> to say that right now. I I'm mean, putting listen, that on the record. Listen, I I want to agree with you. I uh, Listen, anybody who wants to talk about the Euphoria finale, DM me. I, 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 want, <laughs> I can talk about Lexi's play for hours. Um, anyway, we have one more actor to talk about. Uh, which is, it's funny because an actor that I love from this lineup, but like, um, he's so not figured into this race where it's like, it feels almost weird to, <laughs> there's not much to say. 
But um, Denzel Washington in the tragedy of Macbeth, who is which is a performance that I I love. I think you know Denzel is considered by many to be one of the greatest Shakespearean actors alive right now, and I'm happy I got to see it on camera. And then also like that it's been immortalized in film instead of just kind of this stuff of Broadway uh, gossip and everything. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he's really, really good here. I think it's an incredible performance. I'm happy he got nominated. And like, honestly, it's between him and Garfield, but like, he like might be my winner. I kind of want to watch Tick, Tick, Boom and Macbeth again, um, just to see. But in terms of the Oscar race itself, it feels like this is just yet another nomination in his very long deserved, uh, list of nominations so what are, what are your thoughts marissa i know you're less into this um version of the film you could, not pay, you could not pay me to watch that film again you couldn't pay <laughs> me. almost no amount of money maybe a million dollars you know <laughs> but anything uh below that that figure is is questionable i i think it's a what a you know it's a good performance um no it, it's it's a fine performance i think the whole movie is overdone to the point that almost I felt embarrassed for a lot of people in it. Denzel, not entirely. I would say Francis is the worst, um, mm-hmm. like yeah. the worst one in the film. Um, Denzel's big, but Denzel's always been a big actor. That's his appeal, realistically. Like that's why Training Day is good. Um, and he is fitting the tone of this of the film, but I think the tone of the film is dumb. So I do not have a lot of affection for for this performance and that film um you know there was a time when he was a front runner for the award realistically and i i don't i think we're past that time but i think i would have been pissed if he if he won it um like you know in the ranking he's he's in the lower half truly i forgot that we hadn't talked about him yeah it's like it's funny how you know the film did fine in terms of nomination count and everything but it does feel like one of the the afterthoughts of the Oscar season, which is just funny considering how it started up. But um, yeah, because it, the the buzz out of NIF or whatever was that it was like, you know, a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And just, then it just feels a, as the time went on. Yeah, I, I'm just you know, Denzel, someone I'm always interested in seeing. And um, I, you know, this is just yet. An, I mean, I'm sure he's he's someone who I think he has two now. I think he'll get a third Oscar in. Oh, uh, yeah. You know like within yeah. the next 20 years or so. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that, but I, I think he's quite good here. Um, do you have any um, should have been nominated? I have one. No, I mean, if I were being self-indulgent, I would say um, Daniel Craig for No Time to Die. But I think I think his best Bond performance is Casino Royale. So I don't even really mean that. I, I have no one. I have one, which is someone who like, I'm shocked I liked so much in this movie, um, but that's uh, Hakeem Phoenix in Come On, Come On, which is a movie I didn't particularly love. Like, I, th- I think it's fine. Um, it didn't move me in the way that, you know, Mike Mills' last film, 20th, 20th Century Woman, did. But um, I think what took me a surprise in it was, like, I thought I knew what Hakeem Phoenix like era we were all in right now of like the, right. with, with, with joker i was like oh my god like this actor who i once thought was interesting has kind of become like unbearably the annoying. most annoying yeah yeah but here he's so toned down and like 
giving a poem that feels like shockingly authentic and warm and i was just like really taken with it and i was like reminded i'm like oh like he is a good actor i like i'm not going to change my tune on how embarrassing the last few years were but like Mm -hmm. like this was like oh maybe now that he has an oscar he'll chill and um you know we can get more stuff like this because i think he's really really good in the movie and honestly i would have put him you know in the lineup before benedict cumberbatch or i mean obviously Mm. javier redem and everything like i think i think he's really really good here and i um like honestly the he and gabby hoffman are the reasons i think to see the movie at all Mm. so um Mm. you know like i i was very surprised by him here and i i liked that a lot I still have not seen that because it went once it became clear it wasn't in the Oscar conversation, I no longer cared to pay for it. So I just have to wait yeah. for it to be free streaming somewhere. I'm sure I'll watch it eventually. I mean I've heard good enough things that, you know, it's supposed to be watchable. But yeah, I yeah, I didn't I didn't have anyone else. That's it just it feels like a weak year for the actors. And, you know, I feel like we say that all the time, just in in part because we don't care, but I don't know. Right. I just don't <laughs> think there was anything to to latch on to this year really. No, yeah, honestly, it's uh, the, the one other one. I'm looking at my list again because I'm like, there has to be someone, and yeah, um, it's Nicolas Cage from Pig, who is really, oh, yeah. really good in a movie yeah. that just unfortunately fell through the cracks very early on. But he's that was a great movie, and he's really mm-hmm. good in it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. That I that's funny. I I almost put that on there, but yeah, it's it, you're right. It's just like it's like I really liked that film, but nobody watched it. It's strange. Yeah. people did, but it just for they forgot it immediately. Very strange. Very, very strange because it's just like it's so weird and interesting. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, good movie. And I, you know, again, Nicholas Cage is someone who I'm like, I'll always see what he's in. If he's in something that's like not like a direct to Redbox movie, I'm <laughs> I'm always interested in what he's doing. Uh, so you know, I, I'm interested in this new era of Nicholas Cage. That movie where he's playing himself. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's see, can't let's wait. see what this is like. No, um, all right, so that's our talk about the boys. You either will hear our best actress conversation next, or that'll be, or you just listen to it. Who knows? We haven't decided the order yet. But uh, in the meantime, um, Marissa, where can people find more of your work? Uh, I'm at Marissa Carpico everywhere on all social media, and um, I am also at the Pop Break. I'm sure. Uh, who, I'm sure there'll be something I'll be writing around now. Although um elections are heating up so who knows maybe i don't have time to care about film but you know check around and you can find me on twitter at matt mfu1 and um letterbox at matt t thank you for listening